Hello there, multiverse. I am Dayspring. And I'm Madrox, and welcome to our What If Minisode coverage. We are going to break down every episode this season of What If. Every week, you'll have me, your favorite Minisoden, along with Dayspring, and a different guest to help us dissect every single frame of this fantastic show. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hope you survive the experience. I am so excited to talk about this episode, guys. I have so many thoughts and feelings, and it gave me warm fuzzies and then made me sad at the end. So, yeah, there are so many things to chat about. And how are we going to cram this into a mini-sode? <laughs> I don't know, but thankfully, we have Randy, a.k.a. the Milkshake Scholar, coming back. What's up, Randy? I'm excited. I have questions. <laughs> Hopefully, we have answers. And you are such a huge T'Challa fan. You even have him framed behind you. I do, I do. I love the T'Challa frame. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. So why don't we just dive into this episode? I This is Chadwick Boseman's final appearance, performance as T'Challa. It was so beautiful. What was everyone's reactions? You have the poster. <laughs> How you feel. Oh, you know, I, I think my immediate response was, um, is to, do I want T'Challa as Star-Lord from now on? <laughs> Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> that was so cool. Like, yeah, that, that was really amazing. Um, like, oh my God, I have so many feelings. So one, uh, you take him from Wakanda and you think, all right, like uh, T'Challa in, in Wakanda is awesome, but what better than T'Challa in outer space going to different planets? And that was amazing, especially because I got to see him have a drink with Thanos. I mean, was it happy hour, Marvel happy hour with Thanos and Yondu? Just everyone having a having a good drink in Wakanda. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, what bar is this and how can we go there? <laughs> that looks like a good time hang. Yeah. I feel like that is a vibe that I could get into. Just <laughs> you, you just go through the door and they're there and they're having a great time. And the overarching thing I got from this episode was positivity. I came out of it feeling so good. And yeah. it's so easy, especially in Marvel, for them to conceive of what if type stories and alternate realities where it is doom and gloom and everything sucks, and people are dying left and right. And this was the opposite of that. I want to see so much more of this universe. Oh, same. It was... I I was so emotional watching it. Like, Chadwick Boseman's performance just made me smile, you know? And seeing T'Challa as Star-Lord at that opening scene... I was just because the, the opening scene in Guardians One went so much more different with Korath. And just he's here like, oh my God, you're Star Lord. Oh my God, are you gonna do this? Everything. And it just got me so excited. And and much like with Captain Carter, we saw how much better the universe was with T'Challa because he was able to talk Thanos out of decimating half the, I'm sorry, it's a genocide, <laughs> half <laughs> the universe. And it just goes to show you the kind of character 
T'Challa is. And that beacon of hope, it reminds me of the Blue Lantern course in, in, in DC where you can inspire great hope. And that is a talent that not many people in the universe have. Yeah. It, you know, all we needed, the only thing we were missing was Sister Sledge, We Are Family. And that would have been, that, that would have done it. You know, T'Challa leading and uh, Thanos doing backup singing. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, I, do have a, I, I do have a question. Um, what do you all think about the uh, whole T'Challa as an explorer origin story? Like in comparison to the his origin story, um, from the comics, because I know they switched that up a little bit. Yeah, I have. So here's the thing, you know, with him being a little boy on Wakanda, wanting to go outside of the the force field around Wakanda, I I like that. It, it made sense to me because obviously we see that play out in Black Panther and the obvious iconic line like, oh, when you opened us up to the rest of the world, I thought you meant a Starbucks. You know what I mean? So I love that idea that the character had that innate uh, navigation to want to go above and beyond. My main quarrel with that was like, okay, there's a difference between wanting to go outside of your home and then being abducted and being taken away for like 20 years throughout the galaxy. And the entire time I was like, but why didn't he put up a fight to go back home? And then finally we get that throwaway line where it's like, oh, you told me, Yondu, that Wakanda had been obliterated. And I'm like, that's so random. Like if someone took me yeah. from my home planet and then later was like, oh yeah, by the way, it got nuked and it was destroyed. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would believe them, especially given how smart T'Challa is. I think that's, mm-hmm. if it was Peter Quill, fine. You're like, okay, like I yeah. see why. Why, why Chris Pratt bought that. But I don't believe for a second that T'Challa would have digested that. I think there was a little bit of lying to himself because he wanted to be an explorer. And, you know, that goes into the interstellar theme at, at the end. Uh, and Interstellar is my favorite movie. When he goes off to explore the universe more and leaves his daughter, ailing daughter behind. So I don't know. What did you guys think? I, it's an interesting way for them to explain it. And that he had this exploring instinct, this instinct to see the wider world, which I can see lining up with what we've seen in the MCU, just like you said, Paul. But I I agree. Why didn't he press and just say, prove it? Okay. Oh, it's gone. How? When? Who did it? The greatest nation on the earth (laughs) was just obliterated. Whoopsie. Yeah, I agree. Um, that that was like I guess that was my that was like my main quarrel with with the episode was that big question. Um, so did I did am I overthinking this or is the collector the stand-in Thanos big villain who wants to collect the Infinity Stones in this episode? Yeah, I mean, so I didn't really quite understand what the collector's end goal was with everything. I don't know if he necessarily had uh, the decimation of half the the, right. the universe <laughs> there, but he definitely had nefarious ideas. And I do love th- that at the end we had, Oh my God, what's her name? What's her name? Karina. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Karina yeah, yeah. come in and just like have everyone he's collected come in and just like totally like beat him up and get like really like they're his just desserts. So, you know, I, 
Oh, and by the way, sidebar, I didn't know that was Benicio Del Toro coming back to voice him because to me, it did oh. not sound like anything like him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the voice talents for this episode, if you look at the credits, in- insane. They got almost everyone back. Like, they got Josh Brolin back. Yeah. Of course, Chadwick. Um, everyone. So yeah. it was super impressive that they got them together for this sort of reunion slash alternate universe story. Yeah, so uh, T'Challa, Nebula, Yondu, Korath, um, all came back. Papa Black Panther came back as well. Thanos, Benicio Del Toro, Kurt Russell as the ego, you know. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah. Um, Dania Gorea is back. That was wonderful. Um, but no David Batista, which we knew and we talked about in the previous episode. But I got to tell you, had that tweet uh, that he wrote not gone out, I would have thought it was him. Yep. The voice acting was spot on. I would be nervous if I was him because I was like, wow, they, this guy literally just did my job. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, again, is it a contract thing? Was it a scheduling thing? Because it's weird. I, they have what I saw. So the executive producer of the show came out after Dave Bautista tweeted that out and said, oh, it must have been a miscommunication. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Okay. Sure, Jan. Sure. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't. But um, Hot Daddy Collector getting his just desserts. He deserved it. But also, he's been lifting. He's been spending. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. <laughs> yeah. This alternate universe collector being a total smoke show is something I didn't anticipate. I did not expect that. <laughs> so I think they just sort of went with the '90s Marvel vibe of like your big bad needs to be horribly muscular and like the muscularity of this person needs to give um all the young gay boys body image issues like it is skewing to that where it's like it's impossible no one can have this body probably filled so um why is it drawn this way (laughs) yeah it's he i mean look my friend megan was obsessed with benicio growing up so i was just like yes go to the gym i remember him in that alicia silverstone movie which i can't even remember the name right now but i had a crush on him for a split second because my friend but i thought this episode was just so good i i just loved it so much Oh, and I posted this already, but Nebula's hair was a callback to Dr. Blight in Captain Planet, right down to when the mm-hmm. eye am moving it. And I did not expect that. That was such a deep cut into 90s good you know, animation. I know. I went crazy. Oh, Neb- Nebula's having a hot girl summer right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ne- Nebula was been Nebula looked fantastic in that episode. I agree. Um, but you know, some things I, I didn't quite, they didn't quite jive with me. Like I like the ending quite a bit actually when they return to Wakanda, but like, if I'm Papa Black Panther here, I would be like, Oh, you abducted my son. And I know like T'Challa kind of smooths it over, but I'm like, but still, and then we don't get Shuri or the queen speaking at all. I was like, missed opportunity because those are your stars i'm sorry those are your stars angela yeah. bassett no one puts angela bassett in the corner i'm sorry i you know what i you know what i think it is i'm gonna take a page from daryl here and say that there was probably a miscommunication and they didn't <laughs> want anybody else doing the voice for angela so they're like all right we're just gonna have angela's character on screen 
no voiceover. Yeah, Dave Batista just sent out a mean tweet. I think that Angela Bassett would kill a motherfucker. <laughs> oh. I think Angela Bassett is just like on, on another plane of existence. She's just like, what happened? What animation? No, darling, I need to be here. You know what I mean? Like, I only do performances. I, that's how I kind of would. But you know who else wasn't in this episode, surprisingly? Chris Pratt at the end. I was, I was surprised. Really? I was not him. That was not him. That was, hang on, let me look at my notes here. Brian Delaney. Brian Delaney. I missed that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, he had literally one line, like Christopher Pratt couldn't get on Zoom and just say, what's up or whatever the character said. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get him for two seconds. So that, that, was, Star, that was Star-Lord. Yeah, that's such a Star-Lord move by Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a budget thing. No, no way they wouldn't have gotten him if they couldn't. Or just recycled, like, unused things like he could say anything in that moment why not use some like cuts or stuff like that that yeah. haven't been aired i that's don't know i don't true. know suspicious to me suspicious that's true I, 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 I want to know um so so automatically i mean we get this right away the aura of star lord is different in this episode versus the films i wanted to know what you all thought about that i thought it was really like that was a good turn on the character where everyone has this like high respect for him that um, that Peter uh, Quill's character doesn't get, but he expects. Yeah, dirtbag Peter Quill doing nothing <laughs> for his own reputation. And it shows that he, he could have. Obviously T'Challa put in work and uh, sort of turned the organization around, but Peter Quill just sort of went with the flow and did his own thing. And obviously there are elements that may have led to that. They had different family situations, but they were kidnapped and stuff like that. But I really liked the spin that this episode put on the Star-Lord character and that brand that, hey, no, they're actually seeing he and everyone else as people who are doing good things within the universe. Like, They've reformed their ways, and I feel that he played a big part in that. Three things on that. One, there was no music in this because that was something that was so incredibly tailored to Peter Quill. So, you know, that's that's a hallmark he brought, and that's an element I kind of miss. I was hoping that we would see some music in this with T'Challa, but... No, it's something that was specific to Peter Quill. And I don't know if I would want anyone to bring a soundtrack soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy if it wasn't James Gunn. Secondly, we know that um, Peter Quill would talk about legendary heroes on, you know, in the Guardian series, and one of them being David Hasselhoff. But here we actually get Robin Hood. And so I think that shows a difference in not just ideology, but let's say education <laughs> and, and, and why star Lord in this universe is a bit more refined and capable of uniting, you know, people and, and stopping Josh Brolin from being the mad Titan. Um, but thirdly, what I thought was incredibly, what incredibly interesting here was that star Lord is a name that Peter Quill's mom gave him. Mm. He calls him my mm. little star Lord. And that's a name that still gets used in this universe. I don't know if it's explained. I didn't get a chance to watch the episode second time around. But did they mention how T'Challa came up with Star-Lord or is it just given to him because we need the title? You know, I, I, they just gave it to him. They just called him Star-Lord. So 
that did not get explained unless Daryl, unless I'm missing something there. I don't recall anything either. I mean, it does make sense that he was a prince. So would probably brand him as like, oh, our little star Lord or something (laughs) like that. Once, you know, they kidnapped him. Um, So I can see that happening. I don't think they explained it though. No, but I mean, it's just because, I think Peter Quill's mom in that letter that she gave him right before she died, she goes, my little star Lord. So it's such, it's such a strong emotional beat uh, as to why the character has the name star Lord that you're like, Oh, why is it used here? And I don't remember. Cause again, I only watched it once. I don't remember if they actually call. Yeah, they did call him star Lord, but I don't know if it was ever explained, but yeah. So that, so I like that differences with, with the character. I listen, I mean, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa is, I mean, I, I would take an entire series just based off of this. Well, <laughs> you know, he's he's supposed to be back for uh, several other episodes this season. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah, oh, I think at least. Yeah, he's different versions in different realities. And from something that I saw in an article, he really enjoyed going into the studio and putting a different spin on T'Challa each time. So like inhabiting that different circumstance that the character was in. So we will see him again this season, which I'm looking forward to. I don't think he's going to be the center of any of those episodes, but who knows? Like we know the premises of like half of these episodes. So if we see him again in this capacity, I would love it. I'm with you. I could take a whole series. I would settle for a movie of this version of T'Challa. And I wonder if Chadwick hadn't passed would there have been plans to see him this version of star Lord in Dr. Strange two or any multiverse, you know, stories that Marvel may be coming up with. Because we do know that some of these characters will be taken into live action. Captain Carter. That's a big rumor right now. I know. I know. Played played by Alicia Wilder. Thanos in a live action. (laughs) (laughs) I love Thanos so much in this. And I wasn't expecting him. When I saw the credits with Josh Berlin, I was like, oh, okay, sure. I thought it was only going to be like a quick little cameo. But like when he's here, like, no, listen to me. I've thought it through half the universe. And they're like, "Mm, sounds like a fucking genocide to me still. (laughs) (laughs) Him Him and Yandu. Yes. And uh, speaking of things I didn't expect, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Seth Green again. I love Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is so funny. I don't know if either of you have read like his original series or even the recent series by Chip Zdarsky. Just fantastic. Uh, But it really, speaking of things that will never come to pass, obviously, and very sadly, we won't have Chadwick Boseman live again. But um, Howard the Duck, they canceled that Hulu TV series and they just totally said no thanks. And I think it's an incredible loss because it's a very quirky character, but Uh he's really made for the multiverse. You could slot him in anywhere and he would bring an anchor or a sense of levity to whatever story you're trying to tell within the multiverse and almost be like the Watcher without being that godlike character. He's much more an everyman or an every duck, as he would say. <laughs> I wonder if, if, you know, I feel like um, 
of all the studios that we've seen through the years, I feel like Marvel's been the most flexible. I wonder if that's possible or if they've thought that, you know, maybe it would be nice. And I think we saw a little potential with him here. And this goes along. They canceled Howard the Duck at the same time they canceled the Tigra and Dazzler series as well. And I think that was the changeover um, to Kevin Feige taking over all of Marvel TV and being the overall visionary, they like cut everything the previous dude was yeah. in charge of. Jeff and Loeb. Yes. And those two series were victims of that. So, and that was such a curious announcement because Dazzler being there recently acquired with the Fox rights, which would have been great. And it would have led into the offenders. Yeah. It's, it was an odd move. Um, but I did like seeing Howard the Duck. I'll take Howard the Duck however I can get him. And winding up at basically the carbon copy of the Mos Eisley Cantina from Star Wars and just staying there to drink at the end of his appearance. Like, that was straight up the Star Wars Cantina yeah. that is drinking at. Do you, um, along with Howard the Duck, Paul, is there another character from this episode that you would like to see later in this series hmm, that's a really great question i mean t'challa that's i mean that that's like the first one i really want to see and um i think karina had a lot of potential mm. i want to see where they're going to go with her um what did dan who call her uh nebula who went to the salon <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i think nebula looked great i love this version of her where she's like at the end like oh dad like i thought that was very clever and and and, and really heartwarming and to a very grim awful relationship but yeah i mean i think those three t'challa howard the duck and nebula and four karina I, I think those four for me were like the breakout stars and Karina just got a second chance. And I'm so happy with that because it was not a very great fate that she was met with in the prior movies. So yeah. How about you? Is there a character you want to see? I mean, it would, it would probably be between Yandu and Star and, um, and Thanos. And I'm leaning toward Thanos because Yandu does redeem himself and, and, you know, in the film. So I would like to see I would like to see Thanos in a different, in this di- in this new uh, version of himself. Yo, I just forgot that Yondu died yeah. <laughs> until this moment. <laughs> R.I.P. Yondu. R.I.P. Yondu. I'm sorry you died, Mary Poppins. Um, yeah, I. It would be interesting. Let's see what Marvel is going to bring. I think Thanos is a likely candidate just because how easy it is to CGI him and then just have Josh Brolin do the the voice work for it rather than just getting an actor and, and sort of having him on set like that. So although Josh Brolin has done, you know, the the visual effects or like the actual movement mm-hmm. for Thanos. So let's see where it goes. But I the only thing about this episode that I, I noted that I was just kind of like, Mer, it was a very grim ending when, you know, the Watcher says, and that's how the universe dies. <laughs> Right. But that's a story for another day. And then we don't really get a setup like we did for Captain Carter that perhaps there's a much larger story at play here. So I wonder if there were any last minute edits to the story given Chadwick's passing or if this was always meant to just be a one off. And then we'll see different iterations of the character, um, as Chadwick said in previous interviews. I mean, 
to Daryl's point from earlier, I just I appreciate the fact that the tone of this entire episode uh, spoke to the character of T'Challa. I, I thought that was brilliant. It, and, you know, it's, it's almost yeah. I mean, I, I guess even even with without knowing that what happened would happen, you know, it just speaks to who he was as a as an actor and that character in general. So, well, it did feel like a celebration of the character, like all the positive. This is sort of a through the looking glass look. And, and despite whatever universe he is, T'Challa brings out the best in people. And it, it's just felt throughout. And, and that ending when they dedicated it to him, I just, I almost wept. I was just so sad. And we're coming up obviously in one year. I believe it was the 28th since he passed. Um, a heartwarming moment that I really liked was Cosmo the dog. Yes. Oh, I was so happy that Cosmo got out of their cage. Yeah, that was really cool. I love that. That was a great moment. It was. And because I saw Cosmo obviously, you know, trapped there and it made me really sad. And then later on, you see Cosmo at the bar. So it was also cute. I loved it. What a great redemptive arc. I mean, I, th- I think now we need uh, we need every episode to end with all the characters at the bar. I think that's the only way to do this now. Yes, I agree. I agree. Can you imagine Captain Carter at a bar? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't really feel any of the side effects of alcohol, but you know, that would be really cute. Randy, what do you want to see this entire season? Ooh. What are you hoping to see from What If? Uh, what am I hoping to see? All right. So, I mean, of course, I'm a big T'Challa fan. So we don't know. We know that he's appearing again uh, in later episodes. I would love to see T'Challa uh, at home with Thor um, in some form or fashion. I think that would be really cool. Now that now that we've seen T'Challa in space, I want to see him go to Asgard. <gasps> oh, brilliant. That'd be so good. Brilliant. I think I want to see him with thor now <laughs> yes and then with spider-man with the uh dr strange cave i want to yeah. see all three of them having a, a cosmic kiki together oh, yes God. and with captain carter leading them <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool because i think they'll have too much fun and they need captain carter to make sure that like <laughs> hey there's a mission here guys focus how about you how about you madrox i think that I've been very impressed by these first two episodes. I did not expect to connect with the series like I have. And I know in previous um, TV season reviews, you've asked people to rank. And I feel that I would be able to rank this series alongside the live action series, where typically I would separate animated and live action. I feel that this is very strong and is able to hold its own against a live action series, which speaks volumes about their creative and their writing. Yeah. Because even if the animation was not as good as it is, and it's fantastic, it would still be so good and it would still be hitting it out of the park. Well, let me ask you guys a question and Geekable posed this question in their recent episode. Do we think this is canon? Like, obviously this is what if storylines, but do we think the, the canonness of this is going to play a larger role in the MCU. I think, yes, I think we're going to see them in Dr. Strange too. Absolutely. I, I would hope so. 
I mean, um, as you all mentioned before, the writing is really good, and I think it lends itself to future episodes or film. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It is a canon in my mind. It's my head canon, and <laughs> I they can reference it. They don't necessarily need to go there again in terms of any of these stories, but they can reference them. And I think that would be clever, even if it's a reference in Doctor Strange and he says, oh, well, this is the reality where T'Challa was Star-Lord or something like that. If you just throw one line like that into a live action movie, it will legitimize the entire series. And that's pretty powerful. And I think they'll probably leverage that at some point. Absolutely. Agree. Agree. That's a great point. I'm, re- I'm ready for more. I, I did not expect to be this invested in the series. I'm Same. I, I have to say, I think this is my favorite episode so far. No, we've only had two episodes, but this is, it's going to be hard to top this one because I like Captain Carter, but I loved this one. This is definitely yes. number one so far. I mean, the Marvel, the Marvel's uh, TV series are really good. You know, I thought that nothing would top Scarlet Witch and here we go again. Everything is just getting better and better. Yeah. Brandy, where can folks at home connect with you? I am Milkshake Scholar on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Drinking milkshakes and talking to friends. Oh, I love your series so much. Excellent. So much. Any exciting interviews coming up? Uh, right now, I'm on. I'm taking a break right now. Uh, I'm on. I'm on a summer break, and <laughs> uh, I'll be back in the fall. I haven't set a date yet, but we expect some content. Woohoo! Can't wait. All the uh, all the episodes from season two are now online. So if you want to go to Instagram, you can catch all of them there. Yep, go ahead and check them out. You'll even see me try to make a strawberry milkshake on camera <laughs> and literally <laughs> blows up in my face because I'm horrible in the kitchen. You did fine. You did great. <laughs> and that's this week's episode of What If. Join next week for our continuous coverage. Rate and review this podcast, and you can find Power of X-Men on Instagram at Power of X-Men. And find me on Instagram at Mac on Fleetwood.